0: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. I'm always glad when you're here for more of your listener questions. Ricky's down in Nashville. She's probably doing some boot scooting with Brooks and Dunn. But Pam and I are here, and we have some great questions today, including questions about where to spend Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and New Year's Eve if you want to have a good time but stay out of the parks. On those holidays, we give our thoughts. Also, what about those fun runs that they had around the resorts pre-pandemic? Are those going to come back like the Beignet run over at French Quarter? How about where to go if you have a pre-park opening tour booked at the Magic Kingdom like Keys to the Kingdom? How do you get in? The park's not open. We talk about where you go, how that works, and why that is a great reservation to have this and much more coming your way on today's podcast. Don't forget. Today's show is brought to you by the magic for less travel. We are standing by right now to help you plan the most magical Disney vacation ever, ever, whether it's to Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line adventures by Disney. We're going to get you the best price possible on an amazing vacation. So just swing by the today. Also please use our Amazon affiliate link. When you shop online, it's one extra click and it really does help us out. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, a sincere thank you to our patrons. You allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world. And we could not do this without you. Our patrons also get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, come on over. We're waiting for you. Patreon.com slash podcast.
1: Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage.
0: Welcome to episode 2069 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com. And one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope your week is going well. And hope you enjoyed the Monday podcast where we talked about balloon babysitting. Who knew? I got to ask Pam about this here because uh, I had no idea. But that's what you find out on the Monday podcast when we always bring on a listener of the show. We talk about a recent trip down to Walt Disney World. Sometimes Disneyland. Sometimes a cruise. Even every once in a while an Adventures by Disney trip, but I learn things every time we do an interview, and uh, who knew? So joining me today, we only have, it's just uh, you, me, and, and Pam. No Scotty G, <laughs> no Ricky, just Pam Forrester, right. and that is going to be fine. We're going to have a great time answering your list of questions. She's out in Pennsylvania, co-owner of The Magic for Less Travel. Pam, happy Wednesday. What's going on?
1: Happy Wednesday. I'm, I'm ready for some questions, some hopefully some answers right hopefully we'll have some good answers here and uh stuff like that i mean you know i love that people are so excited about their trips and think about them and have you know i i I can picture families over dinner right talking about okay let's plan this for our trip and then they come up with a question then they send it in i like that i mean that shows some commitment some passion
0: that's, uh, that's us with Disneyland lately. I'm just saying. Like, it's, it's crazy. Like, we're like, we going to ride the Matterhorn? Yeah, we're going to ride the Matterhorn. I mean, I've already scheduled the chiropractor, like, when, you know, July 10th when I get home. Because one, yummy. it's going to rearrange me, and that long flight's going to probably kill me. So uh, we'll see both. Actually, today, I feel like such a world traveler. Just today is a recording. I got an update from Southwest on my flight on the way out to Disneyland. I now have a connection. I've never had a non nonstop flight in my life, so. Oh really? Yeah, never. This is how this. Is, I've only ever flown to Orlando, except for like that one time when I was a kid and I got scared and never flew again. Um, well, except so for where our, are you on our honeymoon, we're connecting in Denver, so. Okay. We fly from St. Louis to Denver, and we have like an hour, and we got to get. We have to get on a different plane. It says switch planes, and then we fly yeah. to the rest of the way into Long Beach. So I'm going to run through the airport because I'm a fan of The Amazing Race with like a backpack and just, you know, look like I'm trying to win some competition. I've always wanted to do that. Like, where's the gate? You know, got to run and leave my family. Your family
1: will be way behind you. They'll be watching you run through while you're doing that. And hours is a nice amount of time for connection. That's my If I could pick a time. An hour.
0: But see, good. I'm already nervous. So, what if my plane's late? Oh, see, I'm already. It's getting me, but it'll be fine. Hey, they and, plan all that. Yeah, I, I, I can't worry about that. It's out of my control. That's what I gotta nope, say. It but, is. I mean, it'll be. Also, I'm kind of pumped about that too because you know I'm on vacation. It's the beginning of vacation. We're still gonna get in approximately the same time. Um, you know, and I, I would think. I'm just guessing. I, I have actually speed skated. We drove to Colorado one time. We did a competition in Arvada. Got killed because of the elevation. The the local skaters just laughed at us, and we skated like two laps on the track and couldn't breathe. And they just went Whoo! right past us. But um, I would imagine that's a pretty uh, picturesque place to to come in and land and then take off again. So I'm pretty excited about that Rocky Mountain. Yeah,
1: it is. Yeah, for sure. You'll get some bumpiness o- over the mountains, whoa, whoa, uh, but it's just whoa, whoa. it's just regular, just regular. It's <laughs> not even <laughs> it's not that bad usually. It's funny. Um, I have said this before, but it's oftentimes like the pilots will come on and be like, we're going to experience a little turbulence, you know, for the next whatever. And then you're like in it and you're like, um, we didn't really experience any turbulence. And then it's the other times where it's like, takes you by surprise, but yeah, the, Typically, they'll warn you yep. as you go over the Rockies there, but it usually isn't really anything
0: that bad. Okay, so on that topic, real quick, and now I promise we're going to do listener questions. I noticed this <laughs> on my, when I was flying home from uh, Spring Surprise about a week and a half ago. At this point, okay. Was, speaking of when you get turbulence, and they and they turbulence, I'm a very <laughs> distinguished podcaster here. Turbulence um, when they when they you know ding dong and they the light comes on for your seatbelt. I don't know why they yeah. don't just leave that thing on all the time. I mean, like, seriously, like yeah. you're not going anywhere. Anyway, yeah. so they turn the light off, it comes back on, ding dong. Immediately, every flight I'm on, when that light goes on, somebody gets up to go to the bathroom. Like, the seatbelt light, mean, the seat I like belt, light just came on. <laughs> like, this is the opposite. You should be getting up to go to the bathroom when the light goes off. It's every time. Right? And. and the other thing, somebody always gets up to go to the bathroom, like, right as we're descending into the airport. I'm like, you're not supposed to be doing that either. Like you guys gotta. But I did get burned one time. I like I thought I was like this is like my first times I flew, and I drank like, a couple margaritas on the way down because I was scared to fly, and then I had like a Coke Zero, and I had a couple like Cokes at the at the airport before I got there.
1: Oh, Dude. No. You got
0: to be careful because like we didn't have a gate, and like you know they wouldn't let you get out of your seat until you got to the gate. Man, I thought I thought I was gonna die. So you do have to you, you have to plan your restroom breaks on the plane strategically. You but did. yeah. People yes. are making bad choices though. Like when the light comes on to put your seatbelt on, people are getting up to go. I'm like, you're going to be bouncing around in that bath. That's the last place I want to bounce. No, no. Anyway, just something to think about today as you're running or driving or hopefully not having breakfast. But uh, we have a question. Let's get to running. Speaking of running, Brad has a question. He is out in Connecticut. One of our great listeners and a guest over at the Magic for Less Travel says, Hey BOGP crew, I have done some sleuthing online but have yet to find any solid answers about a possible return of the Disney resort fun runs. Have there been any updates? I love the beignet bash back in, back in 2019 and would love to be able to do it again. Who doesn't want to run then devour some beignets with the run Disney events back in full spring s- swing. I'm hoping the resort runs can return as well. Thanks again for all you do. Brad. So these things are not back, but, and here's the thing, Pam, I want to ask you about this. It's, we have a lot back, but we are still missing some of these minor things, which I would expect will come back with time. And I would say sooner rather than later, I would hope.
1: Yeah. I think that they know that people really enjoyed them. I think what is their driving force is though, to get all these things back that the majority of the guests really, you know, appreciated and and liked there there were fun the fun runs were fun not heavily populated though often mm-hmm. right yeah. i yeah. mean when you're looking at the percentage of the resort guests who are participating in the fun run you're looking at a small percentage
0: right it's probably a quarter And not a that that the, right
1: <laughs> i like, know yeah. not that that doesn't mean they're not fun events but i think because of the staffing shortages that Disney and, and basically every other company in the United States is facing right now, I think what they're focused on is making sure that that magic is there for the most guests, and I think they're doing a great job. With uh, how excited are you to be able to hug Mickey again? Oh, Just say.
0: How excited is Mickey to hug me? I mean, that's what I'm asking myself we, too. We should ask him. Maybe we should have him on. He should have been our third
1: co-host for today. So. That's
0: right. uh Yeah, I don't know. He, he could uh, he could be missing a mic hug or a Pam hug. Who knows?
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. So, anyways, I think that's what they're focused on right now. But I think we will see them back, along with so many of the other little tiny things. But. I, You know, we just got an email back from a guest who was there today. And we get these, you know, we send out a survey to each of our guests and we get them back. And it was so heartwarming. She sent a picture of her and her son at Walt Disney World and just lots of big kudos to the agents that she planned with. And she was a guest who hadn't traveled to Disney World a lot before, but she was just so excited to share how awesome it was, how the memories she made, how much it meant for them to be there. And I love that. I love when it's still a newish or a newer guest who comes back and is just like, I was completely won over by everything. Mm -hmm. Like I was, you know, all these things were happening. You hear different things here and there. And I got there and it was all fantastic.
0: That's and and here's like the here's that. the thing about our show, okay? And I mean, if you because we have a def- different demographic than a you know for the most part than most like the, the Disney vacationer as a whole. Like we a lot of us that sure. listen to these podcasts, we dive into the nuts and bolts, we dive into the statistics and the probability of this happening or not happening. But as <laughs> a whole, you know, the thing is, even the best laid plans, and we see this with our guests all the time, and I see it on my trips. We're actually going to talk about this on Friday a little bit. You know, it's not necessarily like how many how many experiences did you get with your Disney Plus uh, usage at the Magic Kingdom on Thursday. A lot of times it's that ice cream that you shared on the beach over at the Yacht Club while you watch the friendship boats go back and forth on Crescent mm-hmm. Lake. And we hear that time and time again from our guests, but you really can't plan for that. It's just being in the moment while you're down there with those people that you love.
1: It is. And that's what it's all about. After, you know just when I opened the email and I read it and I was just like, Oh, this like make my, it made my day. Like it sort of fills up that bank of like why you do what you do. Right. Is that you got to be involved in the process of helping somebody else make these incredibly incredible memories. So anyways, just, just your little good thought for today, everybody. Think about that.
0: Absolutely. It's awesome. All right, let's head out to Philly. It's Mike Whelan says, hey, BOGP crew, love the podcast. We listen four times a week. We recommend that. Uh, my name's Mike, and I'm from Philadelphia area. We are Disney vets. Uh, see, I could say something because their old, their old ballpark was called the vet in Philly. So, nice. Uh, we try to go two to three times a year, twice with the kids. We have a five-year-old and a seven-month-year-old, seven-month-old, I guess, <laughs> and a one-time, and one-time with just us. I have two questions for the team. I snagged a reservation for the Space 220 Lounge and was wondering if you could order off the regular dinner menu, or are you only allowed the lounge menu? We've been trying to get a reservation here our last couple of trips, but no luck. And the lounge popped up, so I grabbed it. We are also doing the Keys to the Kingdom tour on the last day of our trip. Our tour time is at 8 o'clock a.m. and the Magic Kingdom doesn't open until 9 a.m., 8.30 a.m. for resort guests. Do we just go up and tell them we have a tour at that time and we get in? Just like when you had dinner reservations before before the pandemic for uh, pre-park, we also have a Steakhouse 71 reservation at 1.30 that day, and our flight leaves MCO at 7 o'clock. Do you think we're cutting it close? Again, love you guys and hope you get a chance to answer my questions. Thanks, Mike. Okay, first of all, let me go backwards. I'll get a couple. You're fine with the 1.30 reservation for Steakhouse 71, 7 o'clock flight. You'll be good. Enjoy it. Ask for Tim, greatest waiter, awesome food, great meal. Um, Going backwards, so for the Keys to the Kingdom Tour on the last day of your trip, I love that idea. It's a great way to end a trip, to really kind of get to see the nuts and bolts of the Magic Kingdom. You get to go in the Utilidors. You get to have lunch with a VIP tour guide. It's awesome. I've done that tour twice, and I'll probably do it again soon. Love it. You're going to have a blast. There is an entrance that you will go to. I think it, and I'm not sure, but when you go to the touch points, when you get there early, I think it's on the far left That's where it was when I did it both times, but you'll see at the touch points, there'll be somebody with a sign that says tours or something like that. Just go, you'll see people and and cast members. Just go there. They'll look for your names, check your reservation that you're on a tour reservation. They'll let you in. You have done the perfect thing though. You are going to get into the park and it's going to be empty. You can take all kinds of pictures right there in town square with nobody in the picture on main street. It's awesome. Awesome. Okay, so what about uh, Space 220 in the lounge and all that, Pam? Do you know about that? Can they order off the dinner menu or do they have to stick to the lounge menu? How about that?
1: <laughs> so I have to share a little something. Um, they do have a separate lounge menu. It does include some good stuff. And I think one of the bonuses of eating in the lounge is you don't have to do the prefix multi-course meal when you're at the lounge. You, you, ha- you do have a menu there that's available for you. Um, I think if there is something in particular that you want to order off of the main menu, ask your server when you're there. Oftentimes, at most restaurants, they're able to do that. The only thing is, is the fact that because all those items are prefixed um, as part of the prefix menu in the regular restaurant, there may be some challenges there. So um, just think about that. But it was funny because I was Googling that that answer Um during this um just to try to, to see if anyone else had a report of of disney doing something differently right one of the top questions when you google space Is it like
0: the autofill i love seeing what the autofills are in google for disney yes questions. yes crack, it's one of my favorite uh, things i know same
1: is the Space Two Twenty Lounge really in space?
0: Yeah, that, that see that's <laughs> I, I thought it would go there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, close. I was
1: like, yeah, uh, yes. sure, yes, of course it is. So, anyways, um, sorry, we don't have a definite answer for you there, but um, make sure you ask when you're there.
0: All right, here's a question about Christmas and New Year's 2022. Hold your horses, listener Kristen. We're just in the spring, <laughs> but we'll answer your question anyway. Hey, Mike, Pam, and Ricky, my husband, son, 25 year old. And I will be spending Christmas and New Year's at Walt Disney World this year. We're staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Would you share your thoughts on a couple of things? Well, sure thing. Number one, where would you want to spend Christmas Eve, Christmas dinner, New Year's Eve? We don't want to be in the parks on these days, but do want an extra special experience to celebrate these holidays. Please share any tips on how to best create amazing holiday experiences slash memories while best avoiding the madness slash crowds around the parks. We are into food, spirits, adventure, and atmosphere. And she has one other question about Candlelight Processional. Okay, so they don't want to be in the park. So where would you be for Christmas Eve and maybe have a Christmas dinner? Remember, Santa's got to find you. That's the big night. Right? Let I him know. know. Exactly.
1: Um, you know, I'd be tempted to definitely just visit um, that whole... Yacht Club, Beach Club, Boardwalk area. And for a few reasons. First of all, there's some great dining there. Of course, the awesome Flying Fish who we had the chance to Vi- we had the chance to visit that restaurant since they had reopened and it was just as good as I remember it's such a great place but they also have yachtsmen in the area there is ale and compass which is a great restaurant mm. in its own right that's, um, a
0: secret. that's our secret go to everybody
1: <laughs> oh <No>, right <laughs> you can get on the um, gondolas man remember when we only referred them to them as the gondolas so Correct. you can get on the gondolas <laughs> And visit the Riviera or Caribbean Beach. So the reason why I'd stay in that area is because just the options. You're going to have so many great lounge options. You're going to have great dining options. And there'll just be tons of things for you to do. And then it, it definitely I would head back to Animal Kingdom Lodge at some point and visit Victoria Falls. Because it's just such a great location and then you'll be home right there's nothing better than ending up you know end of the night with a nightcap right enjoying some fun and being at your resort
0: boom does, here, here's the question though the million dollar question does santa accept zebra domes instead of cookies and milk this zebra domes and a shot of the of, uh, beer or something i mean does that work i think santa- what
1: happens is though <laughs> is that there's a plate where the zebra domes used to be okay, okay. and they <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know that santa get i don't know <laughs> if they make it to santa <laughs> i'm just saying exactly i don't know
0: yeah that's but, that's yeah. how it used to work around our house too no i'm so i was just going to suggest that <laughs> The monorail loop which is basically the same thing you said maybe but have obviously have an adr for someplace on the monorail yes. but the thing is like it doesn't have to be a traditional Christmas dinner because it's gonna be such an unusual away from home Christmas Eve you could do something like a Kona Cafe at the Polynesian you'll talk about you know that that uh, <laughs> that Polynesian Christmas Eve that you had or you know you could go more traditional with like a steakhouse 71 or a California grill Or you can even take a boat over to Wilderness Lodge. It's a little bit more Christmassy because of the the feel of the lodge itself. Mm -hmm. That'll be high demand, so I get that exactly at 60 days. Uh, You know, Whispering Canyon or something like that, or you might do Artist Point with the characters. But there's a lot of options, and that'd be a good good way to kind of stay in the Magic Kingdom area. You can see the castle from a distance, but you'd see a lot of Christmas decorations over in the monorail loop. That's what I'd say. But yeah, both places avoid the chaos <laughs> but there'll be chaos either way but it, not as much okay her it'll second, be fun yeah it'll totally be fun because <laughs> uh, we've been in the middle of it all everywhere uh number two candlelight processional we've never been able or never been and hope to experience this while we're there please share tips on how to secure spots and how to attend in the most carefree way is there a party ticket we could purchase to guarantee a place to sit or stand without having to wait for hours thank you for your thoughts and your awesome podcast Kristen. Merry Christmas, Kristen, and Happy New Year, 2023. So what about the uh, the Candlelight Processional dining packages? Sounds like that's right up her alley.
1: I agree, and that is the way to be able to experience the Candlelight Processional with the least amount of stress and least queuing um, for that because they do have seating reserved for the can- the guests who do that. And what, what this basically means is you're gonna have a lunch or a dinner at one of the Epcot restaurants, and then you're going to have access to a reserved seating area for the Candlelight Processional. And some of those will go very quickly depending on who the narrator is for that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who they get to, to come this year. But yeah, I would absolutely check out one of the Candlelight Processional dining packages and, um, mix a great meal with good seating and you'll have a great time.
0: All right. Good call. Next question is from Jordan. He says, you got me, Mike. I typically listen to the show in my car on the way to work. I just started the April 1st episode when I pulled into the lot. I listened to the three announcements before heading inside. We're still trying to figure out what to do for transportation. So I was pumped when you guys announced the imminent return of Disney's Enchanted Express. I couldn't understand, however, why I didn't see anything when I Googled it at my desk. It wasn't until after work that I finished the episode. I fell for that one, hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, gotcha, love it. (laughs) I will say you redeemed yourself during your trip report with your Uber review. That's what we've planned on doing, but having a recent review and confirmed cost, assuming no surge pricing, of course, really set my mind at ease so yeah when i was down for spring surprise it was 45 bucks each way within like a dollar from pop century uh, from the airport to pop and from pop back to the airport um both times early morning so not bad
1: Mm, well i'll i'll give a negative okay because the last time we were there it was 130
0: dollars see now i went in like i went in like the ford escort whatever the cheapest was i don't know
1: so terrible. I'm just no, saying fine. we did we actually didn't end up taking it um, in while we were what were you writing there. in
0: like were you like in a Hummer or something holy a hundred and thirty dollars no, Are no. You kidding it was
1: it was surge pricing there wasn't anyone holy there to take us
0: because I went at five so, in the morning one time and I thought that'd be expensive because it wouldn't be many around I
1: know holy I know cow. it wasn't so actually um, while we were waiting for our luggage mm. Steve got us a car and we drove
0: okay. <laughs> Well, that's good to know because it was 45, it was like 44.91 time and like 45.10 or something. It was not bad.
1: I know it varies wildly and I won't say that that is normal and or, you know, typical, but it it can happen. Um, so just be cautious.
0: I will say my cast member today I was working on a reservation for a guest and she did say Magical Express uh, when she was recapping the reservation. She's like, Aww. remember, I was like, would you just say? She's like, oh my gosh, it was old habit. I'm like... You can't say that stuff. I was like, I have a podcast. That sets people off. (laughs) She's
1: like, I know. I was
0: like, you didn't hear that. I'm like, no, I heard you, but it's okay. It's our secret. She was like, so like apologetic. I'm like, no, I get it. You probably said it for ten years. And she's yeah, because when she said it, I was like, what?
1: Magical (laughs)
0: express. It's so funny because she didn't actually finish like express. She's like magical. uh, i was like what <laughs> would what, you say because she meant to say park like she was getting ready to talk about the parking fees anyway uh your trip report was great it's so exciting to hear that things are getting back to normal my kids will should even be able to hug mickey while we're there i look forward to hearing your disneyland trip report this summer we've never been but it's on our to-do list for sure thanks for all you guys do you guys really do bring the magic home to your listeners have a great day jordan That's just a fun email i just love reading those it's great to hear from our listeners like that it is all right. How about this one from Mary Rose? Hey, Mike, Ricky, Pam, and Scotty G Matt and I have been invited by our friends to join them in their DVC stay during my school's spring break. It's our first time going at any time other than August hashtag teacher life. think I get that. That's <laughs> been my life. I know because it's spring break for most of the Northeast to anticipate crowds and have different expectations than our usual late August trips. Being a fan of the BOGP is mighty helpful in that. Something I didn't hear or may have missed in my busy mornings is some guidance on the Flower and Garden Festival happening right now. We will have maybe one and a half days to visit Epcot during our quick four-day trip down to the world. Which booths or activities would you recommend we focus on during our time there? Thanks for all your awesome advice, Mary Rose and Matt Sansone. So let, let's just kind of take this in general because I was there, but I don't really, I'm not really a great person to focus on the booths. Cause I just kind of walk around and I like, I don't study the menus like other podcasts do blogs, do that. Ricky probably has something on the mouse for less. I just kind of wander around and like, if I, if something looks good, smells good, you know, I'll buy it. And then I move on, but I don't memorize things and I don't go like with a strategic plan. Like, okay, I got to go to this one, this one, this one. How do you attack like a festival, especially flower and garden?
1: So if there is a new booth, we always try to go to it um, because some of the, you know, some of the booths will feature the same, some of the same dishes that they've had in past years. And some of them will be a brand new booth. And there is um, a Farmer's Feast one that is by Test Track so it essentially has um i think there were three different menus uh an early menu a springtime menu and a summer solstice menu right (laughs) so depending on what was in season during that but we um we were there the first day it was open so we had the opportunity to try the early bloom menu which had and this was it was actually some of the best food booth food i've had at at an epcot festival It had potato and leek soup. It was chilled potato and leek soup. So good. It had a char-grilled bison ribeye with a creamy leek fondue. Again, fantastic. And it had this goat cheese creamsicle pop. Um, which I know, right? Sounds odd.
0: That sounds They're weird all- to me. I'm sorry. That, that's a little bit of past my comfort zone. I'm just saying a little bit. If nobody,
1: if, if I hadn't told you what was in it though, you <laughs> know. wouldn't know. Actually, tastes heard, like cheesecake. I, I, I heard
0: somebody mention that on another podcast I listened to yeah. and they gave it to their kid and their kid devoured it, but she did not tell the kid what, what it was and the, yeah. the same thing. So I guess I'm just it, a big kid, exactly. And I are. am, so that's exactly
1: it. <laughs> it. It tasted really sort of like cheesecake on a popsicle. Okay, so I can, that's all you got to <laughs> tell me. It's cheesecake. I know, right? Okay, boom. Cheesecake. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, Mike, here it is. It's cheesecake. It's <laughs> exactly. not tie-dyed.
0: It's fine. Yeah, it's just on a <laughs> stick.
1: <laughs> right? So, But all three of those items were really, really good. And so those are the things. So one of the things I think you should do is um, head over to the Disney site or the Mouse for Less and check out the menus and see if there's food. That actually appeals to you. Um, we also tried um, the UK booth this year had um, a savory scone, which had bacon and sun-dried tomato or something like that. Hello. Bacon and a scone, yes. I mean anything with bacon's gonna be good. It this is. was uh, you know, no exception to that. So shout, shout out check to Malcolm
0: Shout out to Malcolm, whose uh, country's <laughs> coming through for the festival this year. He's in the chat.
1: <laughs> you put bacon and stuff, Malcolm. <laughs> yes you do. They knew the way to our heart. So, anyways, that I think the other things that are important besides the food booths to check out while you're at um, the festival is to um, the butterfly thing is always like a highlight. Don't you? It's awesome. It's over
0: there by the Imagination Pavilion, kind of by the land. Yes,
1: it is. It is. So um, that's really cool. And I think to the topiaries um at each of the countries
0: they've upped their games on those things those things are they used to be like abstract right now i mean if that thing got up and walked away i would not be surprised (laughs) this this, in the goofy one at the very front of the park that thing is like the statue of liberty That thing's like 30 feet tall it's huge (laughs)
1: they're really good so do all those things and then of course make sure that you see beacons of light on spaceship earth during the festivals um they're offering some really cool things and i first of all you know i loved when i saw beacons of light okay Mm -hmm. we were there for a media event and they took us to see this and it was like oh my gosh this is fantastic um, and it was my favorite thing about the 50th celebration. Same. Well, it remains my 50th, awesome. my favorite thing about the 50th celebration because they keep changing it up right. and I love that they can. So yeah, make sure you check out this.
0: And you know, here's what's even better. I was thinking about this when I was down there for, for Spring's surprise. Like it, it's great because you get to experience it with like the music and so, and, and also here's a small thing that I really appreciate Maybe it's because I'm like the age I am and I wanted this. I wanted like a geo tracker, like the, the, remember the old geo cars? And it was like the, the SUV, but I, my dad wouldn't let me get one. Cause like that thing will flip like when the wind blows and you'll be dead. Just like in, you know, the mid nineties, early nineties when I, you know, was in high school. Right. So, um, but, but what you would do back then is you would trick it out by putting like lights on the undercarriage. And you, but you couldn't drive with them because it was illegal. But you'd have the lights on, so when you stopped, you could put them on. They did that to the monorails now, like so the beam lights. Yeah. that's a cool little touch. I think that's like a it you is. know that's a shout out to the '90s. And we'll talk about the marathon theme too here sometime uh, soon because <laughs> that's a yes. shout out to Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that is crazy.
1: Uh, yeah. So it is. There's just there's something about being there during a festival, and I. You know, it's not even necessarily the food booths, although I like them and they're part of it. It's just the whole vibe there.
0: I mean, it's it's just the festival vibe. And just wander and just like, if you see something, go for it. Yeah. uh, that's, That's the whole cool thing. All right. So Chris is here in the live chat. He says, I'm going solo for the first time this summer and considering a visit to Oga's Cantina. It's not something I would do with the family. Does it live up to the hype? And then right behind him in the live chat, Dennis Keithley pops in, who is the ultimate star Wars expert. So I'm going to have Dennis pop up an answer here in the live chat and we'll defer to Dennis, <laughs> but I'm going to ask Pam. I've been in Oga's cantina a couple times with DJ Rex spinning it up in the corner That's for right, me. DJ Rex. It lives up to the hype for me. And I think it's better. I shouldn't say it's better without your family. Cause they're probably listening upstairs, but this, like if there's a few places to go solo, see what i did there that's pretty funny solo <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even mean to do that but i just caught it on myself gotta crack myself up anyway uh... Uh, that was hilarious yes han um anyway so if there's a place you want to go this is a cool place to hang out solo just kind of take in the atmosphere and see what else is happening all the scoundrels in the galaxy you know i don't know i'd, <laughs> I'd totally go there. i think it looks. i think everybody should go there it's one of the best things disney's ever done
1: I think it has really fun drinks from which to choose, right? Lots of good foaming and, oh my gosh, they're, again, built for Instagram and social media and everything else. Um, And also, in addition, I think for Star Wars fans, there's part of it that feels... Very familiar, right? right? Ben yeah. Kenobi
0: could show up behind me and tap me on the shoulder at any time.
1: Anytime. anytime. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think it's fun. I really, truly do. It's something that we have done more than once. Um I, I, Gosh, a lot more than once. So we must have liked it. Um And I, I think it's just a cool thing. And it's a must do at least once for a Star Wars fan, I think.
0: Right. I was down. So the first time I went, I remember it was the craziest thing because like I wanted to go so badly, but it was one of those things that was like impossible to get in at the time I thought, and so I think it was the weekend the Skyliner opened. I went down for that, and I think it was right around the time Galaxy's Edge opened. It was in September, and um, I you know I didn't have a reservation, so I was just passing through Galaxy's through you know Galaxy's Edge Two. and there was a, like a guest member outside Batu like, and it was like nine forty five in the morning. And I was just kind of peeking it out, you know, just kind of check. I think I was taking pictures of the outside and like, do you want to come in? I was like, yeah, I mean, can I, I don't have a reservation. Like, oh yeah, there's spots for you right now. I'm like right now. And so dude, I'm ordering like a tequila drink at like 9:50 in the morning. Like on a Tuesday, I'm like, well, I guess, you know, if you're on another planet, it's okay. I mean, but it's not really right, but I mean, I'm on vacation. So yeah, I got this, you know, bounty hunter or something. I can't remember the fuzzy tauntaun or something. I mean, I didn't know. I, I don't even, because I'm not Jedi. a drinker. I just, if, if it had tequila, I was like, I'll probably like that. So I got that. It was just crazy. But yeah, Dennis has never been to Ogus Cantina. That shocks me. Now, he is going to Disneyland for uh, the Star Wars celebration out on the West Coast. So he's going to get to go. Oh, man, you're going to love it. This is, Dennis is going to be, it's like, Den, here's Dennis. If you've seen um, Episode 7, Han and Chewie walk into the Millennium Falcon. Dude, that's going to be Dennis walking into Oga's. He's, whoever he's with is going to be like, we're home. We're home. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there you go. That's going to be so fun. Let's uh, see. Uh, Mary's got a question here in the live chat. Good question. Uh, looking for religious services for Easter at Walt Disney World. Do you have any information at all? Because it is Good Friday. This oh, this Wednesday on this show. It'll be Good Friday on our next show that we record. And, of course, Easter Sunday is this Sunday. So just in time. Uh, Pam, wh- where would you go, though, if you're looking for a nearby church to celebrate uh, the Easter services?
1: So they don't have services on site. I know at different times over the years, they have done that, but they haven't done that in many, many, many years. Um, I think it would depend on what kind of service you're looking for. If you are Catholic and looking to attend a Catholic service, I know that one of the easier ones to get to, and one of the more popular ones to get to is the Mary Queen of the Universe Church. Yep. Um There's also a non-denominational church I know that is, um, in Kissimmee, but that's what I would do. Check, um, you know, what, see what you're looking for and see if you can find a church that's in the Kissimmee area. And that'll probably be one of your closer bets.
0: All right. Question here from Sarah says, Hey Mike, BOGP crew. I'm a listener of the show. I found your podcast when I first decided to try to plan a Disney trip with my daughter way back in 2019. I actually hadn't really listened to podcasts before then, and yours was the one I first found. Anyway, that original trip was going to be much smaller than what it has become. We had originally planned on less than a week in November of 2020. I'm a teacher and can't often miss many days at work, which has gotten worse from the increased shortages after the pandemic. We dis- uh, we delayed that trip, and if planned our finally trip, she calls it finally trip, Uh, Just coming up in June, literally days after school gets out. As a result, I have increased the trip a little and splurged on a couple of nights at the end at Yacht Club, mostly to swim at Stormalong Bay. Good call. You needed after a full year, (laughs) after this year in the classroom, you needed to sit on that lazy river, sit there, just do nothing. Don't even think about grading papers. Don't think about that kid that would not sit in their seat or keep their mask on or whatever you had to do all year. Just it's chill on the lazy river. Anyway, so we will move from the French Quarter where we had a package with seven day tickets. We had only planned park days. Uh, we had only planned park days five days at French Quarter, so we still had some ticket time at Yacht Club. Our last ticket day at Yacht is on Wednesday, and on a win and on a Wednesday, which is Deluxe Resort evening hours at the Magic Kingdom. Will we be able to participate in those since we will be at Yacht Club that day and night, or not? Because we were originally at French Quarter. Thanks for your help in figuring this out. I've looked all over, and this is the one thing I haven't been able to figure out on my own. As an aside, I've often considered switching professions, especially lately. And she she talks about, you know, I get it, you know, going into other uh, things with teaching. Yeah, so I get that. She says, Love listening to the show. It's a staple of my mornings while I get ready for work. I hope you have a great weekend. Sarah's out in Colorado. Where I'll be touching down for an hour uh, on Denver, <laughs> so I'll be uh, I'll be in your state there for about ninety minutes, I think. So, um, how's that work? With so they're checking into Yacht Club. As long as you're checked in that day, you you do have access to the deluxe evening. Cool hours, I call them. You do. (laughs) The awesome hours.
1: Because you get the, when you do a split stay like that, you actually have a day where you sort of get the amenities at both resorts, right? And especially if they're um, different categories of resorts. So you will be able to attend the um the evening hours that night as long as your tickets are valid that day so you'll be
0: good and i'm so happy for you because a this here's the best thing about again hashtag teacher life shout out to all the teachers because you're gonna make it i know this is like the grind right now because it's going to be state testing here shortly right now you're just in survival mode you can make it but it's going to be rough i mean it's like You talked about the the pilot coming on, the ding dong, the seatbelt. Everybody better put their seatbelts on until the end of the year right now because it's going to be a bumpy ride. But you're going to get there, and you're going to have Yacht Club and French Quarter waiting at the end. You're going to have a blast. It's going to be awesome, so hang in there. I love (laughs) our teachers. They're going to make it. And everybody, first responders, everybody, but I'm giving shout-outs to the teachers today because it's rough. I hear it every day trust me in this house i hear all the adventures every day and you do too so we we have I teachers do. under the under the house okay last Another question. Room. yeah exactly <laughs> we know okay and they also hear about hold times um and stuff like that they probably yes that's like, what they
1: hear from us.
0: Shut, up. shut up i don't care how long you're on hold my kids would not stay in their seats and we had indoor recess for five days this week anyway I'm like Okay, whatever. Okay, let's, just, let's just both just sit in silence and eat our Texas Roadhouse and we'll be happy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. The last question of the day. Now here's somebody, I think we both know, and I don't know how to pronounce her name. She's from Pittsburgh. She's on the Disney moms panel or the, uh, the uh, that's the old name. What, what What's it called now? The uh, Plan Disney panel, I should say. Plan
1: Disney. Yeah. That's Planned right. Disney.
0: And I shared a seat with her on the flight home from Orlando to St. Louis, because she had to connect from St. Louis to Pittsburgh uh, with her and a friend, both on the plane Disney panel. We talked Disney the entire way home. It was a great oh flight. God, was, her name's Ian, I think. E-E-A-N. And if I'm mispronouncing it, I feel terrible because we talked for a, a whole flight, and but I never like asked, like, how do you pronounce your name? So anyway, from Ian in Pittsburgh, she has a question about 2023 Marathon Weekend. Hey, Mike and BOGP crew, I may be crazy. No, that's me. Uh, But I'm seriously considering signing up for the Walt Disney World Marathon. The farthest distance I've ever done is 13.1 at the Princess Half. Five times! I've already booked my room at Grandestino. Here are my questions. Number one, how stressful is the registration process? I've gotten into Princess every time I've tried. Please give tips. Number two, how? Sorry, what is the intensity of the runners and the weekend like? princess is pretty low-key thanks so much ian okay let me hit this real quick first of all if you just and again this is only you say this at disney if you just want to run the full marathon that is one of the last races to sell out by itself it's actually always the last race to sell out by itself is the full marathon alone like without any challenges without dopey without goofy you probably won't again knock it on wood because who knows but this is always the easiest one to sign up. You should not have, I'm trying to knock on wood without waking up the dog. You shouldn't have any issues signing up as long as you do it that day, you know, when it comes out 10, whatever time, 10 a.m., 9 a.m., I don't take my time, go to the rundisney.com site and look, um, but you shouldn't have any issues as long as you get on it. What's the intensity of the runners for that, that weekend? So this is the weekend where you'll have the most serious runners of the four weekends, but you also have people that are running dressed up like, you know, like uh, like Sebastian in a lobster costume or, you know, somebody <laughs> with eight thousand balloons like the up house. I mean, it's a run Disney race. The, the, the super serious fast people are going to be up in S1 in the front wave and they're going to be gone before you even know they're gone. Like and then you're going to be out in the party corrals in like three or four and having a good time. It's no different. It's it's the best weekend, in my opinion. I've done Prince. I've done them all. And I do enjoy Princess, but man, Marathon Weekend has an energy like no other weekend. You've done five half marathons. It's your time, Ian. I'm going to see you on Sunday at the marathon. We're going to do this, and you're going to get that awesome medal, and you're going to be a marathoner for the rest of your life. There you go. Done. I don't don't know. So, I mean, you've been to all these weekends, Pam. So, what advice would you give her? I mean, I say give it a shot. Why not? I think so, too. I, you know, I I think
1: that... um, you know, uh, you see so many different folks there out there doing this, that she already has that base there, right? This, These are the races where people who have never run, you know, that far have done, right? And I think that the being at Disney World gives them added incentive, and, and that is just part of the whole process. So I, I think that if you're ever going to do it,
0: oh, yeah, give totally. it a shot there. It- and she's from Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh people are just tough. I mean, yeah.
1: just and tough. we and we need to be in better weather in January. That's so true. Right? there's another there's another reason right there.
0: Would you rather run twenty six point two miles in Florida the second weekend of January or be at home and endure a ten degree below zero wind chill while you're scraping the ice off your car? There you go, right. Problem solved <laughs> for sure, <laughs> totally. Okay, so that is it for today's show because we are just about out of time. But if you have questions, send those to Mike at You can also join us next Monday around 5.45 Eastern. We go live and uh, take your questions here in the Facebook or YouTube feeds. Don't forget today's show, always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents, we talk about this at the end of every show and at the top, but seriously, the agents are standing by and their goal, their simple goal is to help you plan the best Disney vacation possible at the lowest price possible because we know money is tight prices are going up for everything right now. And when you can save a little money this this past week, we got a discount for everybody that has Disney plus that was kind of nice. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I bet you if I had a magic eight ball, you probably have Disney plus. And so that's some way you can save money. But then again, here's the thing. If you're going for, you know, later in the year where the Disney plus, uh, you know, discount doesn't apply to your dates. We're standing by and if you book your trip now, we'll be looking for that discount when and if it comes out, we'll, you know, try to match that all up and apply that to your discount to always save you the most amount possible. But on top of that, here's what I tell my guests is that most importantly, I want you when you get there to have the best time ever with those you're traveling with. But before I want you to have fun too, before you get on the airplane, before you leave for the airport, I want you to be excited. We do that by sending you emails to get you excited for the, uh, for the trip, you know, Hey, this is what you're going to, you know, when you get here, if you want to get gro, this is kind of, you know, you might think this is kind of dumb, but it does get people excited. So groceries, like, do you want to get groceries delivered to your hotel room? Here are some options. You want to use Instacart? Here's the link. Here's the pluses and minuses for Instacart. What about Amazon Prime? So you're going to get these little tips that are going to help you get in the perfect spot to plan a great vacation. So when you get there, you've got it all figured out. You're in the best spot. People are going to be asking you for advice when it comes to Disney travel. And that's the whole goal is to make you informed and ready to go. And when you get there, you are ready to have a great time. And when you get back, you're like, man, we had an awesome, I get that all the time. Like we had such a fun time. We were ready to go. We knew what we needed to do. And that's, that's really kind of the best thing ever. So when it comes time for your next trip, we'd love to help you plan and it costs you nothing extra. So just give us a shot over at the magic for less. Dot com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link, be our slash Amazon. The one extra click really does help us out. And thank you so very much to our patrons. You guys support the show each month and it really does kind of keep us going. So uh, please do continue to do that over at patreon.com slash be guest podcast. And you get a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. All right. You can always follow the folks on the show. Ricky is at Ricky nibs. R-A-K-K-I-N-I-B-S on Instagram and Twitter. I think she's down in Nashville right now. I don't know what's going on with that. Maybe taking some line dancing lessons, who knows. But uh, Pam's at TMFLT Pam. You can also follow The Magic for Less over on Instagram too. That's a fun follow. And I'm at BR Guest Mike on Instagram and Twitter. I'd love to talk to you this week. So come on over. Let's have a conversation on the social media. And of course, subscribe to the show on Facebook and YouTube and you'll go you'll know every time we go live. Finally, if you don't mind, leave us a rating and a review on Apple podcasts. We can help get the word out about the show. And for everybody that has done that already well over a thousand ratings and reviews, thank you for taking the time and for the kind words. We sure appreciate that. But if you haven't a couple minutes, we'd really appreciate that here this week. All right. We're going to get out of here and be back again tomorrow with the replay from Sunday night's live show. We took a lot of calls and just had a ton of fun. We've got a call about, um, Mr. Well, Eric told us about one time him and his friends wandered into Citrico's or maybe it was Narcoossee's. I can't remember. It's the Grand Floridian. The restaurant was closed, but they didn't realize it was closed. They sat down at a table. They were having a staff meeting and they ended up eating. They ended up feeding them salads and waters because they felt bad for them. Yes, that's the kind of calls we get on Sunday nights. So if you want to, I can't tell the story well. So if you want to hear that story tomorrow on the feed, it'll come out. And then on Friday, Pam and I'll be back talking some more fun Disney to get you ready for the weekend. <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't know what you're going to get when you open up the phone line. That's what I love about the live calling shows. It's so fun. Anyway, we're going to get out of here and wish you a great Wednesday. Stay safe. Stay healthy. For Pam, I'm Mike. Wish you a great Wednesday. And uh, time to get back to work. And we'll see you real soon.
1: You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.